Folks, uh, good morning, good afternoon in some places, good evening. Uh, apologies. I was so busy writing the notes and getting everything squared away. I did. I just realized I ran the wrong intro. It was for the Xbox Factor podcast, and we're here today on Xbox Live. Thank you again for checking us out. Uh, listen, you know what? We get these little hiccups, and you know, sometimes yeah. those are the best kind of shows. Uh, first of all, this one-on-one show has in recent weeks seen an explosion of uh, engagement from the community. Uh, there, there was a time, steal where this was on the cusp of uh, being uh, sunsetted. Yeah. Uh, sometimes remember. you do things, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. you you put yourself out there to do things, and sometimes things hit, uh, and sometimes things don't hit. I, I've, I've had many shows that I've launched uh, that just didn't hit, and that's, you know, that's acceptable. But, man, oh, man, the engagement has been bonkers. Uh, once again, shout out to Sean Labrie, which, man, if you if you are a content creator, if you are someone that is already in the business or potentially looking to come into the business because you watched someone on the screen, and you're like, wow, I really like that podcasting thing. You got to seek out Sean Labrie for his talent. Obviously, he has done all of the intros for every show that we do Monday through Friday. He has recently done... Uh, and remade all of the overlays. He is currently, uh, he worked on a banner for YouTube and Twitter for me. Uh, and I have two artists that work uh, in tandem. Uh, ben Kenobi is another one that just is consistently knocking it out of the park. Uh, because of Ben Kenobi, we will be launching our first ever clothing line via Teespring at the end of March. Uh, all the designs are, di- are directly from from Ben Kenobi and one from another a uh, uh, member of the community, which is uh, amazing, but Steel, yeah, man, t- talk about uh, 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 a solid, incredible, shocking twenty-four hours of news. I mean, we have you know the quote-unquote delay. Now, granted, I call it a delay because I was expecting Starfield to launch before June. This is what was promised, and I know that there's a you know an asterisk, little mark says you know targeting the twelve months thing. Uh, I never paid that much mind because I was always under the impression that we would get Starfield mm-hmm. uh, in in the first half of 23. That's not happening, folks. It's coming out September 6, 2023. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Am I disappointed? Yes. Uh, am I? Uh, am I? You know? Am I? Uh, do, do I hate Todd Howard and the team? No. Uh, I think they know better. They uh, delayed it because it needs more time. Mm-hmm. And listen, you know, you, delays are delays. They they happen. Uh, you know, I'm not making excuses. Don't get me wrong. I'm still disappointed. But we will get into all of that. And, of course, uh, we're going to get Steel Reigns raw and uncut because that's what he's known for. Yes, Opinion of Jim Ryan and the absolute audacity, the balls, if you will, to say what he said to uh, to, the, uh, to the CMA board as well as Microsoft and Activision uh, and actually, when you when I'll read it again, I, last night we talked about it on primetime gaming, which, by the way, Steel had mm-hmm. nine hundred and fifty eight people in the live chat. Yes, we missed one K mm-hmm. by forty four people. Oh, my good. God. That is just bonkers. But still rain. Yeah. How the heck are you, brother? Welcome. Boom. You know, even though that was the wrong intro from what you said, it still got me twice as hyped to get ready for this <laughs> show, man, as we were coming on in, getting ready to go live. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, I am the one and only Steel 
brain. Mr. Live Ron cut himself. Um, I'm also the proponent of the RTS view, uh, real-time strategy for those who don't know, and also that ECP, that educated consumer perspective, which uh, I know a lot of people are – I'll start off with this because uh, I want to come in with a little bit of smoke here. Um, yeah. ladies, ladies and gentlemen, the whole the entire March thing, really just real quick, because I know we're gonna talk about Marchers. Yeah. And everything else. Yeah. Um, the entire March thing is something that at least for me, um, was started almost 10 months ago when they announced their delay originally. Yeah. Um, so beyond that, uh, there was also per what Xbox was trying to fit in within their 12-month period, which was a in my personal opinion, was a huge mistake. They shouldn't yep. have did that route. Yep. Again, if we're going to speak on Xbox's marketing um, and their communication, for me, I just like to be consistent in speaking yep. on that. And this is another flop in that perspective. Um, of course, we want games to come out exactly when they're ready to come out. Uh, but again, the whole Mars thing, which is based off of Bethesda Zenimax history, um, and just using our brains to try to put something together and just having fun, right? Because as, uh, you know, there's a a known channel out there known as the fun speculation network and um you know we're just for it's just about speculating man and that's what gaming should definitely be about having those conversations having a good time not being uh overly serious about everything and yeah. also because the biggest thing that bothers me out of this entire thing um is the fact that is the way that people are making others feel stupid for not thinking the way they think or because they have thank you information very much for um, that uh i'm glad everybody you said else that. is an idiot I, I i don't like that i don't appreciate that if you're a content creator who thinks that's funny um hey shout out to you but nine times out of ten you're probably the one getting clowned on and back in school so anyway let's get to it ladies and gentlemen i'm excited for today's show uh let's have some fun we got a lot of exciting things to get into boom let's do it you know, it's funny. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned that uh, because what I saw on social media, again, still, we're grown men. We have families, yeah, right? We we understand how the world works. Been we understand that sales for a long time. So I, yeah, I mean, we, we understand that social media is a young person's game, so to speak. And uh, they are the loudest. They're the most childish. They're the most incompetent. Uh, and it, And their words that spew out there are, are are very very easily uh you know uh seen and, and you know who you know the age of the person writing right. um you said the word fun right and uh i was always under the impression that gaming and especially podcasting is supposed to be fun and sometimes as podcasters as content creators uh we get it wrong right uh yeah. we also get hype we get into the moment and we are allowed to do that. You know why? Because at the end of the day, folks, just like you, we're fans. We are nerds. We are people that enjoy getting away from the world that kind of sucks and getting enveloped in a game like Hogwarts that allows you to fly around in a broom and, you know, do spells. And, you know, the world's a better place. Uh, I saw a lot of really disappointing takes last night. I'm not going to shout anybody out because we don't do that on this channel uh, you're entitled to your opinion, and even if it's a negative one against me, that's fine. I, by all means, call me an a-hole. It's, it's perfectly fine. I've been called worse. Uh, but I saw a lot of dogpiling last night, and this wasn't a topic, but because you uh, politely mentioned it, and, 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 in, and in a great manner, I, I do want to address it, because uh, someone like Mav uh, from, from, you know, from fun, fun Speculation on Twitter, you know, he went out of his way 
And him and Pong and myself all jumped on this, and you jumped on this Marchers thing. We thought the game was coming in March for sure. He made a nice logo. He put it out there. We all put it on our Twitter accounts. And, you know, it's wrong, right? So, okay, we took the L. It's not coming out in March. It's coming out in September. Well, that happens. That's life. Tough titty, right? But what I really dis- have a distaste for is when I see seasoned content creators out there poking fun, you know, uh, you know, quote tweeting and getting trying to, you know, to ignite the, 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 the mob. If you're that kind of a person, I'm going to say this right now. You are an effing a-hole. All right. I will tell you that to your face, to the side, live on the air. Just because we are excited for a game, just because we it's not coming out in March and we got it wrong. If you are, if you find enjoyment of, you know, poking at people because they got something wrong, you are exactly what is wrong with this community. You're entitled to your opinion. Yes. To be fair, though, boom, you know, when people are grasping at straws to get content for their platform, um, again, you got to, I guess, put put some kind of army behind uh, one side of your fan base so they can believe (laughs) with the content that you're speaking. Uh, that you're speaking to. So, I mean, again, okay. everybody has, you know, their own thing. I'm not here to crucify. Nobody should be crucified no. or whatever the case. Again, a biggest thing is that um, if we're part of a gaming community, we're supposed to be expanding this thing. We want to reach the 3 billion gamers that I always try to speak to and that Phil has spoken to and that we obviously see that we need to reach to expand this whole gaming thing, um, continue to expand it because it's been kind of capped out of, over the last decade. Um, it's only right that we continue to address the things that are going on in the community that we have uh you know we have a good time speculating having some fun you know us getting together like we are right here even in a one-on-one situation just saying hey i'm not in the studio i'm not working for none of these people i'm not at microsoft i'm not at sony i don't know how any of these business dealings work but i have been a gamer for 30 plus years right right um i have been in customer service sales on a business side for 20 plus years so it's like you know at some point you got to put your your know-hows together and formulate an opinion and people who like it cool if you don't cool and you know we got to find some place in the middle that we can all agree to disagree or just have good conversation so that's the main thing yeah i mean listen again we're we're not going to bog down the epic show we're about to have by that but i i really wanted i really wanted to make it a point that it's okay to be wrong it's okay to be a fan, even if you're a content creator. It's oh, it's okay to over get overexcited for something. Like for me, my most anticipated game is Starfield for a multitude of reasons. Uh, I I'm I just I, like you, like many people. I just crossed four days in Hogwarts, and oh, I'm nice. only sixty eight percent done. Nice. And I and I, I'm not Great rushing game. to finish it because I <laughs> really enjoying my time in that world, and that's what I expect is going to happen with Starfield when it releases in September. Right. Uh, we are, I do have the trailer. I'm going to play the trailer with, with, with the sound uh, so we can talk about it. Great and trailer. Um, a fantastic trailer. New footage, which is great, which yes. is what you want. Right? A lot of third-person action that I would see, which got and me super excited. That's, what, I'm because about, because that's because what I was... That's what I'm going to play it in, third-person. Uh, yeah, that's going to be the way. But listen, you know what? We're, we're here. Let's do it. Let's talk about Starfield. I'm going to pause the footage on the screen, and I'm going to bring up the uh the trailer this is directly from uh bethesda on on uh youtube i'm gonna watch it together with good sound great freaking trailer this is constellation star station lo868 welcome aboard 
for those on the audio side, in case you're listening like me, we're definitely showing the, the intro to, the, to Star Wars. AI is showing signs over another one of those big anomalies. Thanks for the trailer. Yeah, oh, good. It's so good. Maybe you catch a smile and I saw some people yesterday mentioning it as giving interstellar vibes, which is... I, you know what, believe it or not, I get tricky vibes. Yeah? It has some, it has some magic. Something else is going on. Am I a nerd? I think so. <laughs> September 6, 2023. What you got to say, Todd? Talk to us. Hey, everyone. From myself and everybody here at Bethesda, we are so excited to finally tell you when Starfield is coming out this year. You know, we have poured ourselves into this game, and even I'm surprised how much we can pour. It is large. Uh, we're playing the game all the time. Shout out over here to lead producer Tim Lamb. Old school fans, you may remember him from the Oblivion making of video where he's mm -hmm. sitting on a similar sofa doing similar things. But also, uh, this June, we're gonna bring you into the studio and give you a deep dive in the game at our Starfield Direct. It's, that's There's dope. so much I want to see more yeah. that we still have to show you. And from the game other has studios. Many too. of the hallmarks that you'd expect from us, but it's also a very unique experience. Yeah, and again, so thank good. you all uh, for all your excitement about the game, your support, your comments. We really do uh, read it all. And look, we know you've waited a long time to play something new from us. You know, believe it or not, we're kind of the same. Uh, we miss it, and we really just can't wait for you all to play it. So thanks, and we'll see you soon. Awesome. Now, look, at the end of the day, folks, I mean, Steele, what what could you say, dude? Like, I, I, I have said it. I am, I am honestly and I'm wholeheartedly disappointed because I really want to play the game. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's hard to argue with Todd Howard. Every game that he has been lead producer on has won game of the year or it been nominated for it. Those are facts. Those uh, are facts. What we just saw, now this is now the seventh time I've watched that trailer. Mm -hmm. I watched it three times yesterday and I started taking some notes. So, you know, obviously no one dictates for me, but me. So I, I'm writing right. as I'm watching. Um. And for me personally, folks, and I and I believe Steel is in the same boat. I don't mind FPS. I play it in Halo. I play. I'm going to play it in Redfall. I'm going to play. I play FPS yeah. games all over the place. Mm -hmm. But there's something about being in third person in a in a game that allows you to explore. It's right. It's different. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's it's very it, it's not the same, but similar to your RTS kind of review that you constantly uh, talk about. The world is there for you to see and to see your character in that world for me as a gamer is is just incredible. I, I know that some people like the first person view and mm -hmm. the fact that this gives you both is is freaking awesome. But for me. 
what jumped off the page is like, oh snap, I could play in third person. If I'm if I wasn't already through the roof hype for this game, mm-hmm. now you can add another hundred percent to that because they showed like that scene with the dinosaurs walking, and I was right. like, my my mind exploded because look, like I said, at the end of the day, I'm so excited for Team Bethesda. I'm even more excited for Todd Howard because if you hear, first of all. He's passionate in whatever he does, which is why I know the Indiana Jones game that he is producing with Machine uh, Machine Games is going to be next-level bananas. But this particular game, Steel, you know the story with this. This is something he has dreamt for 20-plus years. Yeah. And now we're going to get it. So, And again, look, again, I'm getting goosebumps. That's how freaking hype and excited I am for Starfield. I think this is going to be... The shining beacon in Xbox first party for everything else to shine with it. Mm -hmm. I I really think that this is going to be the top of the Christmas tree. Like when you look at a Christmas tree, right, folks, Mm -hmm. and it's gorgeous and it has decorations and it's and it's perfect. And you're like, my God, that's that's like out of a Hallmark card. And then you turn around and, and there's the star. It starts with the top. And then mm-hmm. it works its way. That's what I think Starfield is going to be and is what is going to do for Xbox Game Studios moving forward. Let's get your opinion on the trailer, brother. Goosebump inducing, or am I taking it too far? <laughs> uh, I would, for me, and again, I like to preface this all the time, but like my brother from Another Pawn does, we kind of like what he does with Halo. I am the, the novice or the Bethesda Zenimax light gamer, right? Um, the only game of theirs that I've ever gotten really into was Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, none of the other games really pulled me in like that, though I have touched them at some uh, at some point. Um, and the next best runner-up will probably be Fallout New Vegas. Biggest reason because what I've seen my wife play of it. Um, for me, when I was looking at this trailer, because Starfield and because I don't have such an attachment to Todd Howard, because I don't have such an attachment to um, their games, I, I have been waiting for a moment that says, "Hey," because it's been it's been kind of going in and out to where where my excitement is. Not as bad as Redfall, whereas my 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 excitement wavers depending on the day um, and how I kind of feel about it. And Redfall is going to definitely be something I'm going to have to end up playing myself to decide whether it's something for me. Whereas Starfield, I can already tell, especially from the third person gameplay that they were demonstrating in the background, um, that there's been a lot of effort and care put into it um, that I had not seen in their previous titles. Because I know that you can play third person in in their other games, right? They give you those options. Um, But I can let's we can also be honest and say, well, you know, it kind of looks more so like an afterthought, right? It wasn't their one of their main proponents. It was just more so an option. Now, again, I say that although they do let you touch and move and you do a little bit of everything within the world, and that's what makes it so unique, um, along with the storytelling that they have. Uh, but a lot of that story that even that first part when he's in front of that, whatever that contraption is, um, and I saw when once people started posting about, oh man, this looks like something from out of Interstellar. It, the light bulb went off because Interstellar, to me at least, is a great movie. Plays a lot, plays with a lot of different elements. Uh, the fourth dimension that they speak into, which tells also tells me, and again, this is just how I look at these games, uh, trying to just pull myself out of the world from them. 
is that there has definitely been some deeper thought into this and hey this is just space exploration this is um maybe something even grander than no man's sky for sure um but again i was expecting for it to be more than that because this is going to be more story focused anyway um they have a lot more going on to make you feel like you're actually part of the world where some of those games don't necessarily do that um but it's going to be all about really exploring like you mentioned uh you saw those dinos or whatever whatever they were they might have not been dinos um aliens whatever the case they look like dinosaurs to me um on, and, and who knows what planet that that could be on? So that kind of opens up that uh, that thought process of okay, what else can we are going to end up finding out here? Um, and I see Sully in the chat mentioned it's going to be better than Star Citizen. It's got to keep in mind Star Citizen is also a game that's been in development and Lord For twenty years. Um, <laughs> I don't know, even know if it has any story to it or whatever the case. But it's still a great game, and I know a lot of people love that game for what it is because it does touch on those which many. Whereas there's very few games that allow you to truly become that space adventurer, right? When we first heard about this game, it was supposed to be uh, just a rumor that it was going to be the Han Solo simulator where we can go to different planets, we can become a pirate, we can get we can get our monies, we can uh, build our ship up, we can do... Like, the first thing that I want to do is see if I can recreate the Millennium Falcon. That's, that's, that's where I'm at right now. Um, if I can remake the Millennium Falcon, I think I, I'll be 100% on board. I'm probably going to spend... As soon as I open up the ship customization, that's probably going to be at least worth 10 hours of my time go. Um, I'm not going to be able to progress the story until I'm in a good place. But in just to think about the gravitas behind this man because as much as we were um a lot of us were excited about the march date and everything i uh, just throwing it out there for speculation and just having a good time with it because we wanted xbox to be more aggressive because that's just been something that we've been asking for from them um we all wanted a complete game that <laughs> still nerding out boss shout out to you lethal um we all wanted a game that was going to feel complete not run with the title of uh bug Thesda, and that has to be this is blatantly the september date is blatantly them saying because again this is almost a year delay later right from their original date of 11 11 22 uh almost not quite but we're about 10 months out and yeah, they were already close. in the polishing phase when they when they announced the date previously and said it was an ink um, before they took in a, a uh, an eraser that erases the ink. And they had to go back and make sure they could etch it in stone the next time. Um, so with that in mind, there's just so many things behind this to where Bethesda understands it, Todd understands it. And, and not only that, but you could tell that there's another level of passion, at least from Again, and you could say, oh, well, he's just trying to sell you the game. I, I don't know, guys. Like, as many times, as many people that I've dealt with through my entire life, like, I like to think that I can tell when people are actually genuinely excited, facial expressions, how, how they're iterating things. And again, yes, he's a professional. He's been doing this a long time, but he's also said for quite a long time that this game has been in his mind for 20 plus years. And he was been waiting for the technology to come to a forefront to where he can make this a reality. And now it is a reality. And the game looks like it's going to be a rival. Dare I say it? In this, and I, I'm only going to make this comparison because Talk Mass Effect Legendary Edition is just the trilogy I've played for the first time last year. And Mass Effect 2 is one of my greatest games that I've top five that I've ever played to Indeed. date. Yes. And I think Starfield 
has the potential to rival some of that. Um, that's it, that, that, that is a, a more pedestal, brother. That's a pedestal. You it, put it, it up there. I, I am putting it up there, but again, a lot of that is going to be off the basis of again, a brother, my, my brother Pong, who is the uh, the he's disciple in the chat right now, the by God the way. Howard, shout out to Pong, uh, yeah. but he's the disciple for the God Howard, you know what I mean? And <laughs> the if from what I've seen just out of their titles again, like you mentioned game of the years uh these games are renowned and people play this game for decades right mm-hmm. skyrim is going or is over a decade of being played oblivion is still being played all their games still get constantly get some play time from people and i just think especially when people mention how um everybody's story is a little bit different. Every time that I hear somebody talk about their experiences, any one of these games is all different or, you know, how they get to a central point is, is always different. So it's like taking that approach and going into this game, which seems to be beyond massive. Even he has mentioned, Hey, I mean, even for us, we think this game is going to be pretty huge. Just speaks leaps and bounds for me personally. Yeah. This is the first Bethesda Zenimax game that I have ever been like, man, I am excited for this game. And maybe it's because of the space aspect. Maybe it's because of the mod aspect. And I'm waiting to get, uh, you know, the, my TIE fighters in there. And then, you know, I get the, I get the Star Trek in there. And maybe we get some Mass Effect in there. They got their own planet. You know, there's so many things that we can make happen within this. And that's the other side of this that gets this exciting because they made it known up front that they're going to be very welcoming to the modding community yeah well that's what they do anyway right exactly yeah. but they but they told you up front with starfield like hey this is our goal we want you to be able to experience this game how you want to experience this game yeah. and how your story as many options as possible exactly um this is going to be another grandiose adventure um i am now more leaning to this is probably going to be one of the bigger releases of the year um, yeah, 100%. i don't know yeah. if it's necessarily <laughs> my biggest release for the year i think my my hype is released right now is armor core 6 but oh, yeah. as far as first party goes um this is definitely this is definitely going to be up there with hell with hellblade if that ends up releasing this year um and if not yeah starfield is going to be the stars it's going to be the show stealer for sure there's no doubt about it listen i, I know that the, the black harry potter is listening and I have already declared Hogwarts <laughs> is my game of the year. So what I may have to do so that I don't make the poor man cry is make a, a, my game of the year third party and my game of the year first party <laughs> because Starfield <laughs> looks so freaking good. Yeah. Uh, the the part that got me uh, and, and and why this is such an amazing thing is their imagination is there's no limit. Like they are going to make creatures and races and different types of robots that you meet. Everything is going to come from the minds, the great minds at Bethesda. And the the one part that I got excited for, mind me a a little bit. Again, I'm I'm an old school guy. I like the X-Men from back in like the 80s. Talking about comics. Uh and even though it, it didn't look exactly like it, the creature that was chasing, that was coming after you down the stairs mm-hmm. looked like the brood. A little yeah, it bit. did a little bit, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's those kind of experiences. See, the one thing I can't wait for are the shows where, because we we're not around water coolers. You know, the old, right. the old way of saying things, hey, we're hanging around the water cooler and telling stories. Right, that's that's an old man thing. But nowadays, we tell these stories on podcasts. We have fun. We laugh. 
we joke, but then we turn around and we have, I, I can't wait for the show where we have you and Pong and Mav and I and my and, and many others sitting down saying, did you find X planet? No. Yeah, but I found this. Or did you find this weapon? I'm rocking this. You know, that is what is going to be amazing about the experience in Starfield. And look, I got to tell you, man, Again, I I am saddened by the delay. Or you know, it, is it is it? And that's that's the big thing. Is it a delay? They didn't give a date. Listen, I'm not going to debate it. I'm I I want to play this game today, but I understand if Todd Howard and the team says it needs more time. Well, then it needs more time. But I got to tell you, Steele, there was so I I I, I beg you, folks, 500 people here. Please go watch the trailer and just just watch it. Laser yeah, focus please. on it. You're yeah. going to see a hundred different things. If you're mm-hmm. hyped for this game, if you're hyped for Starfield, if this is the you know the the uh, you know the the one that everyone has been waiting for for the for Microsoft's game studios to show off that game that everyone is talking about, like a God of War or like a Tears of the Kingdom. I think that this is it. Just based on what we saw, we saw a ridiculous amount of new footage. Yeah, I was through the roof, excited. Again, I watched the trailer at least six or seven times. I think it's seven times, to be honest with you. And I don't get bored. I find something new in the trailer. It's only, I think, two minutes yeah. and one second. It, it, it's, it's like it's, two it's, minutes, yeah, something like that. It, it's short. It's something. short, mm-hmm. but it's it it it. it if you had any doubt, and I know that, the, the, oh, you know, can they do the graphics? I don't know. It's a Bethesda game. It's a bug Bethesda. If you had any doubts into the, what the graphics were going to look like, Steel, I it's, think it's, the it's impressed. It's impressed me. And again, like going from like a New Vegas or um, which is the closest similarity that I could really draw, or even an Elder Scrolls Online, going just from those and how those characters look to how the how the detail was looking in this game. It definitely looks like a leap forward, at least in my personal opinion. And again, and in third person, not, let's not forget. Yes. And that's from the outside looking in, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Like again, I'm I'm not the fanboy for for stuff for um Bethesda. I'm not. So from the outside looking in, as someone who's kind of been critical about that, because they always put you in the face with these NPCs and make you look at how you know have that conversation with them and everything. Um that was one thing that I was really looking at, man. Um, especially from a, from that third person standpoint, because that's how I like to play the like this style of game. And just to see that you could tell that there was so much attention to detail, and that there's a possibility where you're just going to have find yourself in another moment, like we have with Harry Potter, at least for me with Hogwarts yes. Legacy, where I it. find myself. And this is just this is an enclosed space. This is not in space you know what i mean um when you're just in the castle looking around you're like wow this has way more detail than i was expecting and then you take that step out into the field and you're like this is gorgeous yeah and then todd howard has also mentioned how he has purposely made sure that we're going to end up as the gamer um that's what would have been one of his main standpoints that he is wants to present us two to three moments where we have that aha moment or that yeah. wow moment. And I'm already 
seeing some of that from the trailer, if that translates into the game when it gets released, I, I think we're all we're we're definitely going to be ex- oh, on, yeah. on the rails for something for sure. To suggest that this is going to be anything but a life stealer would be yeah. crazy. Right? <laughs> I mean, because and again, there's there there's a lot of conversation, and I'm kind of starting to come around mm-hmm. to a lot of people in the Cheffers. Well, we got 500 people here. I got to get to the super chats, but I want to nerd out for a little bit more because this, for me, again, you mentioned the Han Solo simulator. Mm-hmm. It's been called that by many people. By many I, people. I, I love that analogy. Yes, I, I, I think that for me, I'm going to be, uh, a, you know, a, I, I'm going to be a good guy because, like, like, all right, perfect example to bring Harry Potter in. You know that that one spell. That you that they ask you to learn, it's your choice to learn. I forgot what it's called. It's like it's one of the oh, you're talking spells. about the death spells. One yes. of the death spells. Yeah, I said no because oh, wow. I was like, okay. yeah, I, I said no. I said, like, yeah, that's okay. I, I don't want my character to be like that. I'm, I'm just, I, I am, that's who I am in real life, folks. It's not an act. This is, this is, I just, I like being a good guy. So even in games, I'm a good guy, but I don't mind being a smuggler like a Han okay. Solo, because Han Solo was a good guy, but, you know, he's a businessman, right? He's got to make yeah. money. So, <laughs> For sure. I'm, I'm going to say this. Uh, there are, I, I'm coming around to the delay as I'm not just disappointed anymore because I got the trailer. I know that in June, right after the Xbox showcase, Bethesda's going to have their Starfield dedicated show, which is great, which opens up the door for a lot of... Um, new games that we didn't get a chance to see before and they we, they won't have to rush through starfield and then after june we're going to get it five what is it like four or five months afterwards june july august september four months afterwards it's launching so it's going to be great still you know what i'm hoping this this delay delivers mm-hmm. uh, being that it is delayed it's now we know officially september 6th this is this is great i want to see a marketing blitz unlike anything I've seen since the 360 days. And what I'm talking about isn't so much yeah. on billboards and, and uh, you know, McDonald's toys or anything like that. I, I personally, as a game fan, as someone that really appreciates and loves the industry at its core, I want a special edition controller. I want a special edition console. I want a collector's edition that comes with a space helmet. Whatever you're going to I want this to be. I don't know if you were a part of gaming at the time. Do you remember how Halo 3 launched? Oh, where of course, it had of course. It, it, it had the special edition uh Halo controllers, it had a Covenant controller, mm-hmm. the figures, the artwork, which I still have those controllers in storage, were designed by uh the spawn creator. Um, um and it was uh what is Todd something? Why can't I think of his last name? Oh my god. Anyway, it saved me, chat. Uh, anyway, they had the, the the cat helmet, which is still up right over there. I still have it. I still have my collector's edition. Uh, as a matter of fact, funny enough, Halo 3 launched on my birthday, and Mrs. Oh, wow. Boom went to town. She got me everything. I think she even got me Halo socks, folks. That is what I want from Starfield. I'm hoping that this is one of those releases that is magical. It's not just, oh, it's on Game Pass. Yay. I'm going to buy everything, Starfield. You have a controller? I'm buying it. You have a console? I'm buying it. You have uh, matching socks? I'm probably going to freaking buy it. That's how much I'm excited for this game. 
Um, listen, let me catch up on the Super Chats. Uh, there's been a, quite a few of them. The first one of the day comes the way of Darren Haywood. Wow, Darren, first of all, brother, welcome to the show, and thank you for the generosity. He says this after dropping a five-pound Super Chat. Interstellar is the best sci-fi film ever made, and um, to have a game that is a Bethesda RPG with similar art direction and emphasis is a dream for me. And I think uh, um, Steele would agree with that. Uh, let me see. What else do we have here? Okay. Uh, Tom from Toonami. What's up, Tom? How you doing, brother? Thank you again for being here. And thank you for the generosity. He drops a $5 super chat and says, the first ship in the trailer looks huge. Hopefully, we can make our own ship uh, that big. Pause. <laughs> I need to recreate Event Horizon. Oh, my God. You know, I think everybody in the community knows PTK Blam. Yeah, great, great community member great podcaster has an amazing channel please get over there and subscribe to him he did a poll which he does quite often and i always retweet and i'm always a part of his post because he always asks really fun questions and he put out a poll the other day about you know what what does your dream ship look like and i and i answered and i, I can't believe the feedback i got because i got a lot of old dogs responding i wanted the ship i wanted my own ship you know, as a solo ship, maybe it could be part of the, the small ship launching from a big ship from the 70s Battlestar Galactica. Remember those ships? They mm-hmm. they, they kind of look like like what X-Wings were supposed to look like. I would love to just uh, be flying around in space in one of those. Um, so, I mean, listen, it's 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 going to be great. I cannot wait for the shipbuilding. The customization in this is going to be madness. Uh, let's see. We have a couple of super chats that popped in here. Hold on, let me find them. I'm sorry, folks. When it, when I'm when I'm one on one, it's a lot harder. It's much easier when you're with a lot of people. Jesse DeBarrios drops a very generous ten dollars super chat and says, "I just love what this means for Xbox. If they plan on making this as big as we think it will be, uh, many have. Uh, uh, it will be. We may have another Star Wars level creation on our hands, and I'm obviously for, here for it. Yeah, that's. Wow, that's, I mean, look, Halo, which, by the way, season three is it's great. It's, freaking it's, it's phenomenal. Unbelievable. I mean, I'm just going to say this right now. I don't want to turn into a Halo tirade because we have a lot of show to get into. But, my God, please, for the love of Joe, if you love Halo, you got to play on Oasis. Holy what a map i think the map is too big personally i would like a little bit more i would love a a, that map is so big that i think that you could start it off like kind of like battlefield and just have tanks all over the place and just do tank battles unbelievable and just if you just look around it's stunning halo i again 343 they delivered i know that they've had some problems but play uh halo infinite season three phenomenal Anyway, let me continue with the Super Chats before I go on another tirade. Drawn TJ drops a very generous $5 Super Chat and says, My games of the year are Redfall, Starfield, and Forza Motorsport, and Test Drive Unlimited. Yeah, he's been dying for that game. Uh, listen, I I don't know what my game of the year is going to be. Right now, it's it's Hogwarts. Uh, I have a feeling that's going to change, but uh, right now, it's Hogwarts because... Damn, that game is so freaking good. Um, yeah, no, it it really is. And again, you know, and the, the thing that's so unique about that game because it, it was one of my kind of worries when uh, it was releasing was that is this game going to be for people who aren't a fan? 
and seeing that it definitely has become a game that you don't have to be a fan of. I've seen so many people who are like, I had no interest in Harry Potter, bro, but I played this game and I was pulled in because yep. a good RPG is a good RPG. So. It's, you know what I love about Hogwarts? It's endearing nature. Like it has a welcoming, endearing nature, maybe because they're kids, you know, maybe because you're dealing with young adults, you know, they're teenagers uh, for me, uh, Nadi is one of my favorite characters. I love that. Uh, I love that. She I love is, that. her story is amazing. Very well. Her mom happens to be a, a, a teacher in Hogwarts. I just, I just, look. Beautiful. It's, if you like open world RPGs and you want to get away from the crappy world that we're currently living in, because it sucks sometimes, get Hogwarts Legacy uh, on, on, on Steel Rain and my, uh, uh, you know, opinions, because it's, it's just phenomenal. But Z Black Rider. Drops a very generous five pounds super chat. Then he's been with the channel for so many years. Z Black Rider, love you, brother. Thank you for that. He says September was set for game of the year. Games should have come out in March. Hashtag Marchers. <laughs> I with you, brother. I wanted it in March. I want that game now. Like I want Starfield now, but sometimes we don't get what we want. Always we're gonna get it though. So I'm I'm, I'm willing to wait. Brett Bingham drops a very generous five. Dollars super chat, and he says, Space pirates attack my spaceship, Death Star, Darth Vader, die, Rebel Scott. <laughs> I love That's good stuff. Oh, I can't wait. God. I can't wait for somebody to make a planet and let the literal Death Star make their ship if you can, because I'd imagine there's going to be a limit at some point. Um, if they if you end up if somebody ends up creating a mini Death Star, I'm probably going to fall out of my chair. I'm just going to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to fall out of my chair. And I'm going to record it and put it on TikTok. That is. <laughs> Drawn TJ drops uh, a two dollars super chat. Did you miss my two super chats from the beginning? Did I? All right, let me let me catch them, brother. You know what? Let me just let me just load it up on YouTube. Sometimes they, I don't get them here. That's weird. All right, just just give me just bear with me a hot second, TJ. Want to give you uh, the uh, proper credit because obviously, like I said, super chats come in and they, like I said, out of nowhere, I needed lighting for the for the channel and I got the new light bar from logitech good, that's 100 too. bucks and it's nice it works really really well uh, uh let me see the uh, hold on one second we'll get to drawing tj momentarily let's see where they come in here from um, <laughs> nick says he's putting all his starfield videos on myspace uh, <laughs> i love hey, it that's good stuff to blow back up nick for sure <laughs> uh yeah here we go uh well i got one of them drawn tj uh drops a very generous five dollars which says hey guys i want a new vigilante eight or blur combat racing blur had real licensed cars blur was amazing that's again a lot of people uh skipped out on um and uh we we got the other we got your other one it said my game of the year is red fool starfield and forza appreciate the the super chats brother thank you very much um but listen let's all we had no super chat just pop in here yeah he has he brought up a good question too yeah let me bring this up uh hello fellas do you believe story will be human origins driven or saving the universe from destruction like mass effect with reapers Dude, that comes the way of JD.95 Gaming. First of all, welcome to the program. Thank you for the generosity, but more importantly, thank you for the question. That is brilliant. Take that question. That is a great freaking question. For So for me, from my understanding from Todd and how he's spoken about it, this is supposed to be an adventure. That's, it's, it's supposed to be based more in reality, right? 
or of a real more realistic opportunity. So I wouldn't probably say more so along the lines of a, like a Mass Effect because Mass Effect's kind of it's it's kind of out there, especially when you get it's a little sensational. Um, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, no, it definitely is. And I, I mean, I, and I like it for what it is because they kind of yeah. just give it to you up front. But you could tell that humanity was all had already been living with alien species for quite some time, right? Um, they they already had a council and everything set up to where this seems to be more so, at least per my understanding, and from what I got from Todd Howard, um, again, Pong, if you're in the chat, let me know if I'm wrong, but (laughs) (laughs) from my understanding, this is supposed to be based more so on the near future um, for us currently, right? Um, Where we're going to go out and explore, and there's no telling what what we can end up finding out there, right? Um, There's nothing essentially established quite yet, um, so that's kind of my perspective on it. I don't think it's going to be that grandiose, but based a little bit more in reality and the fact that, hey, we're we're getting out there and starting to explore. We're still dealing more so like maybe we just reached space or maybe we've had space, been out in space for maybe 10 to 20 years and we're still dealing with um, still dealing with humans, right? Because that's going to be the other realistic side that a lot of games haven't do- really dove into is that the human element still has to be addressed. Um, Oh, so you see, pre-authorizers answer the question. You say, yep, 300 years in the future. So it's, you know, yeah, and believe uh, humanity just started expanding into space. So from that perspective, then I would have to think that, hey, humans are still trying to be humans, be more so concerned about themselves, stealing from themselves. We're trying to find where we can find other life forms at, it's trying to still, still figure things out. Uh, so that's kind of my perspective on it currently. No, I love it. I love it. Uh, what, what I'm what I'm looking forward to in this game, and I think we've seen it. We saw it in the in the trailer. And again, I do encourage everyone to watch the trailer multiple times, like I have. Besides the big open world space, besides you know landing on new planets and having you know walking with dinosaurs, as we saw in third person. Uh, what I'm very excited for is those those close combat situations where you're in a building. Like we saw with that thing that looked like one of the brood, right? He's coming. You're like you're in a, a structure, and it's and you're fighting whatever it was, whatever that thing was. It, mm-hmm. it, it, it's it's going to give you the best of both worlds. It's what I really enjoy about Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is an open world for you to discover, which I just get lost in flying around. And again, once you get the broom, the whole game changes, right? Uh, but then there's there there are those things in class uh, when you're building your own little base. You're, you know, you're in caves, you're, you're in caverns, you're in different uh, broken down castles and you're doing these. It's it's they, they give you the best of both worlds. I think we're going to get that easily, easily in Starfield. Uh, Brett Bingham drops a very generous additional five dollars super chat and says, I want to be able to change the sound of my spaceship thrusters. TIE fighters intensifies. Oh, I love it. That is great because they have a very unique uh, squeal as they're going through. And Paul uh, has the uh, perfect breakdown real quick. He says, it's definitely about answering the big human question. Why are we here? Where did we come from? And are we alone? That And that's, a, that's a, yeah, what Todd it. Howard mentioned before. So. Yeah, love it, love it. And if anyone would know Todd Howard, well, it's Pong Soul because, well, he calls him God Howard. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Drawn TJ drops an additional very generous $10. Super chat and says, all games should have the option to switch between first and third person on all shooters and open world games, just make game modes fixed to one or the other for online. I like the choice. I think that that's, and I think ultimately that's it. Uh, steel. 
choice. Yeah, yeah, choice is definitely big, but we also have to consider that, like for, for like for me personally, from what I've seen previously from other Bethesda titles, where you know the third person didn't seem to be that's them giving you an option where this time around the Starfield from what I at least could see on the, on the gameplay that they were playing in the background on their own TV um, seems to be more refined. Like it was thought from, from the very beginning, like, Hey, we want you to have the best experience, no matter how you choose to play versus just giving you an option. Right. Because just giving you an option could lend up like for an example, in a game like dying light, to where when you're watching your in, in co-op, especially me and Pong saw this all the time with each other. Um, when you're watching each other traverse and everything, it looks extremely broken. I mean, yeah. I can imagine where if they gave you the third person option in that you, everybody would have something to complain about because it did look completely broken because it, it's not, that's not the main crux of the game. It's a first person game. So um, as long as they're putting the most effort, it just takes a lot of effort to do both um, because you got to take, you got to, think about the animations you got to think about how everything looks around the character you got to think about uh you know because people again i do it and i unwillingly do it a lot of the time um especially like games like Wo long when i'm playing right now too where it's just like you get caught up in looking at the material that your character is wearing and you're like man this this more has more of a shiny look you can tell that's metal and oh this is metal too but it has more of a dingy look so it looks a little older oh man this cloth is like ripped in these areas looks like a little burnt and this cloth is there's so all the different materials at a different level of uh depth to the game so uh, as long as it's done right that's always going to be the main thing yeah, no, I agree. I think there's a lot to get excited about, and, we, 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 and we'll know. September 6, 2023, real quick, Dreadpool drops a very generous $5 of jet and says, I want, I think I want to go from Star Wars to Ice Pirates, but hold the space herpes, LOL. Uh, <laughs> I hope to make a Slave 1, which is, of course, Boba Fett's ship, and or the Millennium Falcon, and my solo Chewbacca. See, now that's a good question. And I'm going to say you're Chewbacca. A because you have a big long beard and you're a big old man. So I mean you're you're the size of Chewbacca and you have a big beard. So yes, I'm saying that you're chewy. <laughs> uh, listen, we got to get into uh, okay. Two more super chats. Your baby father come, uh, drops a very generous two dollars of chats. Oh, this is great. The Borg, give me the Borg, the Borg cube. I have. I, I get very, very trekky feels from this game, but that's yeah, bro. Just, yeah, that's just me. Splendiferous drops a very generous two dollars over Jen says my ship will be in the okay. Let me see if I can pronounce Nebuchadnezzar. This. I think uh, Nebuchadnezzar uh, yeah, cause I'll Matrix. be uh, of course I'll be Neo. I love it. Uh, listen, brother, I, I, I what make what you want to make, and if they give you the option to do that, I, I cannot wait. Um, I want to get into. Uh, and this was a great first 52 minutes. Um, but I, I still, I, I got, we got to get into the more seriousness of sure. what happened yesterday. Um, the ABK deal is something that is going to go down in history, whether it gets approved or gets blocked, as a, the biggest thing that happened in gaming in forever. Um, we know that Microsoft is in the process of acquiring Activision Blizzard King. There's been a tremendous amount of drama. There's been a, a tremendous amount of speculation and double talk and triple talk. And we've had everyone from whole Law all the way up to people from CNBC giving their opinions uh, about whether this deal was going to get passed or it's not. Uh, we do know that uh, it's likely to pass. Um, we do know that the EU, due to some leaks, are expected to pass the deal 
Uh, we are all aware that the current FTC chair, Lena Khan, the chairperson for the FTC, uh, has uh, a, a very, very long, potentially frivolous uh, battle to try and get this deal blocked. Um, we do also know that Sony is now in the process and has been subpoenaed to deliver all of their third-party contracts with its writing uh, on how these contracts are written to the judge of the FTC from 2019 to present. I think that Sony finds themselves in a bit of a pickle. I've said this before. Uh, I think that they have overreached. I think that their market leadership uh, and their, their their bullishness on how the industry runs, how they say it runs, is ultimately going to cost them in the end. I think there's, they've gone about it in a very scorched earth kind of a way. Uh, I think they have burnt bridges, obviously, with Microsoft and Activision, but I think that ultimately... They have burnt bridges with many people. Yes, they're the market leader. People are still going to work with them. But I think that uh, the industry for Sony is going to change. The demographics and the opinions of Sony are going to change. Um, and it's due to their, you know, the, their market leadership deal has made them the bully of the industry. And a lot of people, including myself, are tired of it. We're tired yeah. of that rhetoric that sure. SIE and specifically Jim Ryan put out there now i'm not going to argue and say they don't make great games because they do they make fantastic games but that doesn't yeah. mean you could be a jerk um but here is where we get into the weeds uh for many many months we have been debating and talking and uh you know back and forth on podcasts from your show to my show and everyone else's show but how this deal is going to go through and we've seen some things come out from sony uh, we've seen some uh, some things that were written by the CMA and by the FTC and by the EU that looked as if they were literally dictated from what Sony was telling them to write. So there was right. questions about collusion and corruption and things of that nature. And I still hold that because the world is, well, the world, you know, right. money talks. And sometimes, you know, things get done because of money. Uh, and there is corruption in the world. Sorry, uh, there's corruption in in uh, all, all forms of government. Uh, mm -hmm. If there was if, in this case, it wouldn't surprise me. But I'd be disappointed. Well, what happened yesterday was uh, basically unprecedented. Uh, yeah. And uh, I'm going to bring up a person uh, that has become uh, a champion of this deal on public and social media, Lulu Chang. Uh, mm -hmm. She is the EVP Corporate Affairs and CCO of Activision Blizzard. Basically, she does communications for... Mm -hmm that company. Mm -hmm. Well, she did something yesterday that set the interwebs ablaze. Now, we have known Jim Ryan to appear to be bullish, to be arrogant, to be the, you know, the the bully, if you will. Well, we learned that he is all of those things. And we have an unconfirmed fact that that is how he is he has his position has been taken in regards to Activision Blizzard King becoming Microsoft First Party. And we know this because yesterday at 4.02 p.m., we learned from Lulu Chang that he said this, I don't want a new Call of Duty deal. I just want to block your merger. Now, I said this on last night's record-breaking record primetime gaming, that if someone even I trusted told me this, I would think it'd be rhetoric. I think it'd be a fabrication. 
Because there's no way, right, the president and CEO of SIE PlayStation is actually going to say this to regulators, right? Like, is is he actually going to say that? Well, he did, folks. He said it on February 21st, 2023. So at this point, if I'm a regulator for the CMA... I have to look at I have to look at my peers and be like, is this dude bugging? Steel, let, let, let's get into the finite details of what he had to say. Man, um you know, Jim Ryan seems to be a more and more interesting person the more and more we end up getting uh getting from this man. Um again, I think more so he continues to paint himself as that businessman that we always say that he is which is nothing wrong with right um there's a reason why sony has been as successful as they have been within the last decade um and why they will probably will end up being continuously um respected in some in some form well maybe not so much respected especially after these recent dealings but um recognized and uh the brand power i should say um I think this kind of just more so falls falls in line with a lot of my speculation about this um, entire deal. And I know some people are saying it's an alleged statement. Um, I see Nick's talking about it too. And apparently from what Lulu said, and um, there's this is things that are actually in document also, um, that when he mentioned this, um, this wasn't just something on, uh, you know, it was just in the air and she just pulled it from somewhere. Um, no, apparently, you know, she has the sources for where this is come with, where this has come from. Um, so if, if I'm going to take it as factual and as, as truth, I don't find it anywhere outside of the realm of what I would expect from Sony. Um, Sony's whole deal since Microsoft has even made themselves relevant in the, gaming space has been to try to kill their competition it was the same thing with nintendo it was the same thing with sega it was the same thing with anybody who considers themselves competition to sony they've been doing it in their hardware business for a long time so now where we're getting to a point or i think we are at a point to where their hardware isn't as wanted unless it's a playstation as it used to be so you see a lot of that kind of going out of the window um but luckily with people like jim ryan you can kind of you still get that fortitude um that sony has that eastern flavor that sony has of that bullishness right um they're very prideful they know what they have um and they're always going to try to stand on their quality and try to do things that um one are going to stir up the pot and then two also are going to make you make you look at them kind of sideways and then maybe look at the competition sideways and say well you know if jim is saying this then obviously uh it's going to hurt competition right um and there's a huge fan base that does ride behind that right um to where in, um, if it's not sony producing the content or anything to that nature um there would there's going to be a problem um and the fact that sony at this point um is now coming out and stating that oh well you know xbox doesn't want to come to the table microsoft doesn't want to come to the table and they I don't love work that. out a deal and yeah. a lot of that foolishness at least in my eyes where we have the information that um and guys that's the other unique thing about this because this isn't like oh these are behind the scenes information and we're just going off of hearsay no we have documentation stating these things 
And with with that being said, Sony's at a standpoint now where it's just like you got to put up a shut up, man. You said that this whole deal was going to be a problem. Um, and now you got a statement out there saying that, oh, well, we just wanted to block your deal. I mean, why why do you why do you all think that they that that he even made that statement? Because that's the you know, reality of it. He doesn't yeah. care about it on a gamer level like you would hear a Phil Spencer talking about it and say, oh, well, if Phil was asked why he would want to block the deal, he would probably say, hey, well, you know, it's not going to very it's not going to benefit consumers. We got this path doing all these things. But we know, again, if you guys haven't watched that most recent Phil Spencer interview, you can say that he's staged and he's just pretending guys the way that he was talking about grounded and the way that he was talking about vampire survivors and the game that he was going into it yeah. you can tell that he is a gamer yep. whether he has all, all the time in the world to play everything is completely irrelevant right but you but the, it blatantly shows you the difference right there because jim wants to do what's going to make sense for them business-wise right now with them also putting the information out there that hey we use Call of Duty to fund a lot of our first party type, our first party development. It's like, okay, so that's now whose problem is that, that though? <laughs> exactly. So, but now we're getting more of that truth out there. And even if that's not the truth, the fact that he he's even staging it that way is again shining another light on this to why I personally don't understand how this is going to be anti-competitive anyways, um, why the deal should be blocked in any way, shape, or form, because at the end of the day, this is supposed to be providing competition. And from the numbers that anybody could do and research and look at, you can blatantly say and see that this is a very one-sided business currently. And Xbox, even after this deal, is still going to be in a position of, um, of being not in power. They're still yep. going to be the third person in the market. Um, they're still got to work for that fan base until Xbox until Game Pass hits a, hits that fifty to one hundred million mark. Xbox will not be recognized on that same level. They can release the greatest god, the greatest game to God, and people will still say, "Man, but it's not it's not this it's not a Sony game. I, the detail isn't there. Oh, the story isn't the greatest. Oh man, I I just I, I can't play with a PlayStation controller, so it's a problem." Although you probably will be able to because it's going to be accessible to wherever you want to play it at. So the the biggest thing for me, and I, again, I feel like this is, again, just taking that ECP, the educated consumer perspective. For me, from the outside looking in, this is another nail in the coffin personally, um, from my belief. Um, for if you are trying to stop the deal going through, you kind of shot yourself in the foot. Right. Um, but you kind of shot yourself in the foot with a lot of the dealing with a lot of the things that you have brought up as an issue for this. Right. The main thing that people like me um, and people who are more versed in the field, like a, like a guy like Hogue Law, shout to Hogue, um, who is an acquisition attorney. Um, the main thing that we that we've kind of been saying is would have been different if you would have brought up the cloud infrastructure or that becoming a monopoly or you, these other worries. The only worry you have right now is call of duty and it is not Microsoft's problem or fault. If your deal with call of duty changes, but with that said, Microsoft is actually offering you not only a 10 year deal, not only for you to be able to put it in your own service, but even to sit down with you and hash out whatever, like Brad Sam's came, Brad, uh, Brad came out the like just last week and said, Hey, you know, 
if we need to sit down and make another deal, let's sit down and let's talk about it. But they refuse to come to the table, and that's the problem. But now we see why they refuse to talk, come to the table because they mm-hmm. don't want the deal going through. Yeah. Point blank period. Why yeah. it's like boom. Why would I want to why would I want to sit down with you um to buy your car for an example if I'm not even interested in buying a car? Yep. 100%. That just doesn't make any that doesn't make any sense. If I like what I got already and you're like, man, still I got this, I got this great car, you should come over and check it out. And I tell you, boom, well, I don't really need a car right now. You'll be like, oh well, you know, it's still great though, man. You could buy it, and it's got all these all these great things and features, and be like, but I don't I don't need a car. You'll be like, oh, well, you're going to give me all these reasons. But if at the end of the day, I don't want it, then there's nothing that you can do for me to help me entice me more or for me to be satisfied, um, especially when I give when I've given you multiple reasons why I'm not going to be satisfied. Um, So that's my biggest thing. And again, I do agree with the statement that you made earlier in the show, Boom, that at this point, from everything that we've seen, especially with these governing bodies, because that's the other part of this that people have missed. These governing bodies have also come out and stated that if there is going to be, if there's a future issue, like if cloud does becoming more of a monopoly issue, that this deal can be opened up later. They can bring it right back up to the table and say, hey, Microsoft, you said you're going to do A, B, C things. You even said you're going to bring somebody, a third party in and make sure that all these deals are going to get done. But they're not that they're not what happened. And then that opens up a whole new can of worms that you got to address. I don't for I don't foresee that happening. And if this deal does get blocked in any way, shape or form, um, I, I, I do have to agree in some way. It's not only you admitting that there can only be one uh position of power which is going to be right. sony in this aspect Correct. Um, but also like you mentioned collusion corruption in many ways shapes or form which is a lot of that already going on and i'd hate to see that kind of work itself into gaming for just because whoever the market leader is it shouldn't be dictated by that if they're supposed to be for the consumer let me understand why you are for the consumer and give me reasons to why this does not benefit the consumer other than oh um i'm losing money and i don't know if i'm be able to make my first party second party games or cut the deals that i was cutting without that market without that uh those funds that i had previously because of these market deals I, I'll take it even further. Uh, one of the things that were said, uh, which again, I, I mean, I'm, I was a youth officer as a New York City police officer for almost half my career. So I work with the youth on a regular basis. It's I, So I understand yeah. kid mentality, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes you hear things, you're like, yeah, it's a kid talking, whatever. They actually said to the CMA that they have real concern that Microsoft is going to add bugs to their version and to make gamers lose faith with PlayStation. What reality does that make sense in? Uh, you know, you know what reality that is? They <laughs> said it last reality. night on Primetime. It's their reality. Thank you. It is that's, that. Has anyone exactly. played Callisto Protocol? Do you know that the one of the worst running versions is on the Xbox? Did you also know that Sony, who had the marketing rights, sent over a ton of developers from yeah, Sony first party to help finish the game with that studio. And it just so happens that there are bugs, game glitches and breakdowns in the Xbox version, but the PlayStation version is running flawlessly. Come on. I mean, 
what they are saying, what, what, what Jim Ryan is ultimately telling the CMA is, wait a second, we do these things already. We can't have these things done us. We're the king. We're the market leaders. You can't, you can't talk to me. Get away, peasant. That is their mentality. Yeah. And that mentality has to be broken. And here's another couple of numbers just for shits and giggles, if you will. Okay. We just learned that in Japan, year over year, Sony PlayStation has gained over 340% year over year. Okay. So in the UK, they got, they garnered 316% year over year in the month of February. Same as Japan. In the EU, Sony PlayStation's net gains year over year steal were over 400%. Now, if you're going to argue with me, well, boom, they didn't have chips and they couldn't put out their system, eh, shut up. I don't want to hear it. Don't talk to me about that. Okay? They're a billion-dollar company. They could spend the development dollars and the extra money like Microsoft did to get those consoles out there. Don't be a fanboy. Let's let let's all be real here. Let's let's keep it a buck, as the kids like to say. Okay. Yeah. The reality is PlayStation is number one. And I live on the air, I went to Xbox, I went to rankingthebrands.com. Because I am all about stats. I'm all about those numbers because you want to argue and you want to say that I'm a jerk. That's fine. You want to say I'm a great podcaster. I appreciate you and I love you for it. But you can't argue numbers. Well, in 2022, folks, Xbox, the brand, was ranked at number 56 out of the top 100 brands. But... You might be asking yourself, where is PlayStation in this? Well, folks, for your information, they're ranked number seven. And this is not still, huh? Yeah, this is this is not like North America or the UK. This is world, the entire globe, global recognition for brands for PlayStation was number seven. Now, in 2023, has that changed? Well, they don't have the updated stats. I only go up to 2022 according to their rankings. But number seven. There is a significant amount of distance, Steel Rain, from number seven (laughs) to number 56. I'm just saying. I'm no mathematician, but that's 49 paces. That's Mm -hmm. that's 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 a lot of distance from market leader to someone that is trying to, you know, gain ground and they're going to gain ground, obviously through this deal. Um, I, I find it almost ridiculous steel rain that these kind of comments could logistically come out of the president and CEO of PlayStation and even be taken a minute serious, uh, we already have learned that the CMA and the EU have cleared Microsoft of any wrongdoings regarding Bethesda, which continues to come up. Oh, you say you stole my Starfield, you mother effers. And they didn't steal anything. As a matter of fact, if Sony had it their way, what you saw on the screen yesterday from uh, from Todd Howard and company would have had PlayStation branding because they tried to get it as an exclusive permanently. Not a two-year, not a three-year, not a five-year exclusive 
a times exclusive. No, they wanted it permanently. And what did Microsoft do? They bought the whole. They, they didn't just buy the cow. They bought the farm. That's what happens when you when you poke the bear. You know, they 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 have been the market leader. Uh, you know, no one has challenged them in years, and they got fat and they got lazy and they got they they're sitting on their throne and they said, you know, Call of Duty forever. We don't got to make anything for ourselves except for our first person over the shoulder games, which I love. But now they're in a pickle, and if I'm the regulator, steel, and I'm seeing the numbers that we saw. I mean, listen, go back to when. Um, um, the that Microsoft's president was on stage, Brad Smith, and he turns around, he holds up a contract, but right next to him on the right side of him, Steele, was a Pac-Man chart. And the Pac-Man was Sony, and it looked like it was eating the 20% of the plate uh, of Xbox, 80-20. In mm-hmm. any terminology, I don't care what part of the world you're from, anything more than 70% is considered a monopoly. And in lots of these regions, Sony has a monopoly on the market. Even with ABK, Steel, I don't think that is going to change. And if it's going to change, it's going to take years to turn the ship. It might take five years. And what's interesting and why this is a problem, especially if you are on one of these boards, these these regulation boards, is A, we know that they don't want a deal. They don't want a deal. They just want it blocked so everything stays the same, mm-hmm. and that keeps them in first place. We also have learned that they use the money from third party, not first party, third party to make their first party games. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not our problem, brother. That's your problem. Invest better. I, I, I don't know what else to say other than the fact that the numbers speak volumes the market leader is clear. And I think that the most finite point here is when Sony made it a point to talk about how their, you know, the Xbox Game Pass subscription service is this God tier stuff. And we can't, we can't compete. And, you know, people are going to leave in droves to go play uh, Call of Duty where it's not on our, uh, in our service. And that has already been addressed where Microsoft said, you want it in your, if anybody wants Call of Duty in their service, they can have it. Got to cut a deal. (laughs) You got to cut a deal. You can't have it for free, which is, I'm sure they would want. I mean, listen, I I don't want to go around in circles. We're we're already at the cusp of where the show usually ends. I got to catch up on Super Chats, but I do want to get your final opinion with all of the numbers in front of us, Steve. Mm -hmm. It's really, 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 a stretch to suggest that this deal is going to be bad for gaming. What, what, I mean, let, let's get your final point on it. Uh, the biggest thing for me, especially with you reiterating those numbers, um, that, that number seven rank um, is something that I've mentioned to you before about just Sony's recognition uh, or even PlayStation's recognition uh, because Sony and PlayStation go hand in hand since PlayStation is one of their, is their biggest uh, product right now. Um, other than what they, the other business that they have um, in Japan and whatnot with interns and things like that, um, their biggest business right now is PlayStation. Uh, so doing things that are going to favor PlayStation's um, life expectancy um, are always just going to be favorable to them. But I do think it's another perfect example of Guys, like I, I don't know which way better to put it to you um, as far as like brand loyalty goes um, or brand power goes. But it is still a reality today that PlayStation is the cool thing to have. Um, you can go out in, in a mass and go ask 100 people at your local mall, hey, PlayStation or Xbox? 
I can guarantee that most are going to end up saying PlayStation just based off of name recognition alone. Um, and again, PlayStation Sony has done very well making that a point and making sure that people understand their brand power. Like Sony has also been around for a long time, so it's hard to ignore any anything that they end up putting out, right? Because uh, it's just been something that a lot of people have grown up with. It's something that um, a lot of people's first experiences with uh technology and hardware especially in music and things like that that's their there was that was their entry point and so they will forever have that uh that keen eye for that branding with sony um and it's just a it's a it's a proven point that microsoft just has a far far to go as much as microsoft the company itself may be recognized globally for windows um and office and the other services that they offer especially with azure now um being more recognized um, the next step for them, and this is part of the reason, well, the biggest reason why they made Xbox a pillar is that they want to make Xbox that now too, right? Mm-hmm. Which is why you see the competition changing from them, which is why you see people going up in arms and saying, man, why does Xbox get to play a different game? They should play the same game that Sony plays and they should just suck it up because it's just a boxing match. Get better at boxing. And it's like, well, it's not that simple, guys. Like, how that. many, as as much as you want to compare to, oh, well, they were successful in the Xbox 360 generation. Why couldn't they keep that up? I look at that differently. The fact that Xbox 360 was even competitive to PlayStation and all, to me personally, in my opinion, is embarrassing to Sony. Mm-hmm. I've mentioned this a time and time before. How are you... The person that wants to be the company that wants to be in the lead, you want control of the of the living room. You wanted to remove your competition, allow your competition with a fifty percent failure rate on their three sixty console to yep. still outperforming you, and you not start to edge out until the end of the generation. To me, that's embarrassing, and already tells me I knew then because Sony dropped the ball on multiplayer gaming and evolving their ecosystem because that's the biggest thing their retention rate is in is in the garbage because they don't have anything to keep you there there's a reason they are known as the single player box there are so many people that i have met that are like yeah i play playstation what you play oh i I play this game i play wait what kind of games are they are they playing most of the time single player yeah. Until Call of Duty came around. So these marketing deals ended up happening. And now you see that base kind of expanding out a little bit. But it's nothing of their own value that's keeping those people there. So it's just there's a lot going into this um, conversation is going to continue to come into it. Um, that's why I get excited every time that we talk about it, because the realities of the of the industry are blatantly out there. There's videos yes. that are about this Xbox on. If you guys haven't watched that documentary, although it may be more so focused on Xbox, they do address those things that the 360 was dealing with early on, what Xbox was dealing with uh, overall. And Xbox will continue to be like Z Black Rider mentioned. Xbox is going to continue to be the underdog until they prove that what they're doing right now with giving people more access and giving people accessibility is going to actually work because we don't have anything to really prove that yet. And at 30 million gamers, we still got some 
you know, in, just in Game Pass, that's not including, you know, your active users and all that. We don't want to get into that minutia uh, of it because there's no solid data on that. Right. But as far as the 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 main points of it, um, it's just going to be interesting to see how Microsoft and Xbox make this situation work for them um, and what they're allowed to do in the industry versus their competition. So. I agree. Uh, again, listen, at the end of the day, folks, the numbers there, Steele pointed it out. I pointed it out. Uh, again, we're not regulators. Uh, it, I, I, I still think the deal is going to go through. I think that the uh, the, the structural uh, you know, remedies are not going to be taken into account because you really can't cut off Call no, of Duty because you sense. can't. What, what you, do you might do as well just close. You might as well just shut. You might just, as well yeah, just, just close shop. Just, just pack up the sense. brand at that point. I think that the, the, the uh, uh, remedies... Are uh, the uh, you know for you know them signing contracts is going to be enough. Uh, I think they're going to look at the Nintendo contract and Nvidia contract and even like Gabe Newell who said, "Listen, we we don't need a contract. It's Microsoft. They do what they say they're going to do, uh, and the support of many many people. Mm-hmm. The deal is going to pass. It is going to have concessions. It is going to have a third party overwatching the deals. Microsoft isn't going to drop the ball. Uh, Activision is going to continue to dole out." Um, uh, the, the you know the way Call of Duty is supposed to be done. Uh, the only difference is this time, uh, things are going to be on a, on an even platform. The same parody content that PlayStation is going to get, Xbox is going to get, and vice versa. And uh, I, and someone had asked a question. Let me you know, let me catch up on the super chats real quick before we get to the outros. Uh, I have them right here. We have one come in from an additional one come in from uh, Brett Bingham. He drops actually uh, two of them back to back. Uh, he says, uh, after a five-hour super chat, Enterprise, Stargazer, Romulan, Warbirds, and Klingon, Birds of Prey inbound. Yeah, I, I cannot wait to see what the modern community does for uh, these ships. It's just going to be stellar. Uh, he drops an additional $5 super chat and says, I hope Phil Spencer makes Jim D-Bag Ryan eat sand on the playground. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah, you know what? He, he Listen, you're not wrong for that, brother. Jim Ryan is just... He's a bully. Sony is a bully. They are. They have been ruling the roost for decades, and they have everything that they have claimed Microsoft is going to do. It is a fact that they already do that, and because a bully doesn't want to get bullied, they're going to cry, and they're going to scream, and they're going to bring their parents in, and they're going to be sitting there and say to the other parents, how dare does your child beat up mine? But your, your son has been beating up countless people for years. Right. And the school has done nothing. We've seen it. The industry has done nothing. Uh, the, you know, I mean, wh- wh- where were these regulators still when we saw in some locations Sony has 80% of the market? They were nowhere to be found. And now now gaming is in the, in, in the sights of all of them. People are going to have to answer some questions. Uh, we also have Jesse DeBarrios drops an additional $5 super chat and says, if Sony doesn't come to a deal with Microsoft by the end of this, I hope that they lose Call of Duty well, their arrogance, and that's you know that that's definitely a possibility. Uh, Hargeet Chani mentioned that if they don't come, to, if they don't sign the deal before the it gets approved, then then they're not guaranteed anything at this point, right? So I think they are going to come to a uh, they're, they're going to be grudgingly sign this deal, um, and they're going to whine and kick and scream and act like a fool, uh, and just some of the things that they said. It's just it's lies. Uh, I don't know how you can lie to a regulator on a hearing. I, I always thought that was considered perjury, but may, I don't understand business law, you know, but we're going to, we're, we're going to further this conversation 
uh, with a huge panel tomorrow on Breakfast at Boom, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Hope you can pop by. Uh, obviously, we're going to talk about gaming, of course, but we have a couple of finite details that came out recently from PostUp, who just, you know, who's been a big part of the community and has been consistently dropping incredible uh, nuggets of information regarding the, of what some of the things Sony has said. And I just had one pop in my DM. It's it's quite shocking, to be honest with you. Again, we'll talk about that tomorrow. Uh, Tom from Toonami drops an additional $5 super chat and says, if the statement never happened, Sony would have made a statement disrupting it. We know he said it because he told it to the CMA, block or sell Call of Duty. Yeah, I, yeah absolutely. He did say it. It's it, it's 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 in record. It's on record him. And I, and I think ultimately that arrogance is going to, I mean, like I said, if I'm a regulator, folks, and I'm sitting on the board deciding whether or not this deal goes through, and the one complainant who is the dominant market leader tells me what he said, I don't want a deal. I just want to block your merger. At that point, you got to look at each other on the board and you're like, yeah, this this guy's out of his mind. Uh, this is this is this is not how this is not what we're here. We're not here to fight for Sony. We're here to fight for the people, for competition. And he already is the leader in this market. And him wanting to block the deal is indicates immediately that he just wants to save the market leader and he does not want competition yeah. deal passed. That that's what I'm saying. Uh Jay Slay. Uh, and it drops a very generous uh, five dollars super chat. Welcome to the program, Jay Slade. Thanks for so much for stopping by, and more importantly, thank you for the generosity. He says, "Up boom, is there a reality where Microsoft offers Sony marketing rights to get the deal done? Well, that would be brutal from an Xbox standpoint. Yeah, they're they're not. That's not going to happen. They're going to get the game. They're going to get parity. Uh, content is not going to be withhold like they have been doing since 2014 on PlayStation. Literally holding modes." back a year so by the time we get them as xbox players the game is irrelevant because the next call of duty has come out that's a tactic that they're known for and they do it um the marketing rights are going to go to microsoft who is obviously the owner of the property um and they're going to get it into their service and i'm sure they'll be able to you know i'm sure there's going to be some some marketing rights to be able to go with hey call of duty is in playstation plus join for whatever uh, but they did say, Steele, and again, and we're going to talk about this tomorrow, that if Call of Duty goes into their service, they're going to have to raise prices. Pretty interesting stuff there. We're going to yeah. break that down. Reality. I mean, listen, that that's, you know, that's life. But listen, Jay Slade, thanks again for the question. Boss Red 77 just a very generous $5 super chat, and says this. The lie is all that Sony has left. The lie is the only thing keeping Sony complaints irrelevant 100 percent, and i think that as a regulator who has all this information in front of you you got to look past the lie you got to see that this guy's you know bsing uh jesse the barrios drops an additional five dollar super chat and says i'll keep saying this because it's still true i love sony games and movies but i have uh but i have uh i guess he has a distaste for the company i absolutely agree i don't like sony as a company i do like their products i do like playstation I do like Sony Pictures because they do put out some really good stuff. I love Spider-Man, which, of course, they know they own the rights to. Um, but I dislike Jim Ryan terribly, and I dislike PlayStation and the arrogance that they continue to push forth. I don't like that. Uh, I don't like bullies. I don't like bullies. Uh, but Steel Rain, let's get you on out of here, brother. You have, an, a, you have a big show and a channel that is a pinch over 200 subs away yeah. from hitting 1K. Folks, listen, we still have... 500 people here i'm asking you as a friend 
Get over there. If you want some of the best content on Saturday, and it's long, it's three, four hours, check out Steel Rain, Pong Soul, Living Split Screen, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Saturday mornings. Get over there. Sub their channel. Let's get them to 1K. Sell your brand. Yeah, boom, we're, we're slowly approaching that 800 uh, mark. And again, with us doing a show um, only once a week thus far, and we're putting, we're going to start working on uh, putting on some shorts out there and everything. I got some things set up behind the scenes uh, that should help us a lot with that. Um, but it might take some things out of context for us too, but hopefully it'll be a, a lot of help. But yeah, we're on that road to 1K. Again, if you're interested in a platform that's non-console-centric, um, that takes that RTS view where you pull yourself out of the world, you look at the darker crevices of the map you pull those resources together to build up that foundation where you can reach three billion gamers potentially um that's what we do on live split screen again also uh we take that educated consumer perspective that ecp uh because we're not lawyers we're not uh in the business uh we just use our combined experience with customer service sales and us just dealing with people over over the years um professional experience uh to kind of come up with uh, a lot of the speculation that we come up with like the whole march thing that uh, i put to put into the ethos um as i'm known as the oracle uh, almost almost a year ago now at this point um come check us out man uh, we're doing wonderful and great things over there four hours of content i don't know how we do it week to week uh we don't get much time to talk during the week maybe that's why um but it's consistent there's no dead air none of that a lot of the, um what we have there is uh consistent chats and people getting active so you, if you want a community that's really engaging uh nobody's overly bearing over each other slamming each other over just us talking about what we enjoy which is gaming uh come check us out and come uh, and come hang out for a bit um with that being said, Boom, I do want to thank you uh, for having me come on. And if anybody, you want to come check me out, what I'm doing, I'm trying, I'm trying to start thinking about streaming more so because uh, I keep hearing that. And you still, you downplay your skills and your gameplay. Um, you should probably start streaming. Uh, I'm kind of working on that, too, in the background. So you can just follow me everywhere. I, Steel Rain, I, the T is a seven. Um, you can type it in Google. I frequent the streets of Twitter in the Xbox ecosystem currently. Uh, just because it makes it super, they've made it super easy uh, between PC and the console um, just to have access Affordable to people. Too. Um, that also for sure, but it for me is all it's all about that access and uh just being able to have that feeling of being free. So uh come check me out, hit me up in a message. I'm not one of those people who will uh hide from you and act like I can't respond to you. Uh I, I love chopping it up with people. So yeah, just hit me up, check me out. Other than that, again, boom, thanks for having me on. X Log was amazing today, a lot of passionate conversation, and uh no, no, I just can't be thankful enough, man. I appreciate you. Well, I love having you, brother. I love having you on the show. I love helping you promote your own show and to get you and Pong a well-deserved 1K. I uh, would love to see you get even further. Obviously, 1K is the goal. We put short goals in front of us, folks. Get over there. Uh, still, before we get on out here, throw that link in the chat. Uh, and let's get people over there. Again, head over and subscribe to uh, Living Split Screen. It's an, an amazing show. They're at 800 subs. Um, and uh, I'd love to see them hit 1K. It, 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 again, I, I say this all the time, folks. The relevance and the importance of hitting a milestone on YouTube as a content creator, which the uh, talent pool is vast, right? Uh, not everyone hits a thousand, right? You you can you can put as much passion you want into it, and sometimes people just don't want to hear it. This is this is a podcast that I think deserves it. They put out good content. They're fair. 
They give critique where it's due. They don't overstate. They're welcome. Uh, they, they, they give you the opinion. They don't try to change yours to theirs. And uh, I get over there and subscribe. And, and, and real quick, uh, just, just to give a channel update for us, specifically here at Double Barrel Gaming, we are 44 subs away from 12K. I don't know if there are 44 so, people here please. that are uh, haven't been subscribed, but if you're new to the channel, just look over. I've gotten a lot of messages. Hey, boom, I didn't realize I was. I've been listening to you for years. I didn't realize I was not subscribed. Listen, if you can help us get to 12K, it'd be greatly appreciated. We work super, super hard here. You folks know that we do this Monday through Friday. It's not an easy feat to, you know, have five shows, still game, you know, have a family life and still have to maintain everything that goes into running, uh, you know, a home. And we somehow do it. And we appreciate every sub. Of course, I want to say a big thank you to all the super chats. As I mean, there's a ton of them today, and they help out like more than you could possibly know, especially in keeping the channel running with new equipment, update equipment, and programs. And of course, we do our big giveaways, which we have a couple planned. But I'm gonna close out the show, steal with something that's important to me, folks. Hopefully, one day it'll be important to you. And that's something that my dad taught us when we were kids, and he would say, Craig, treat others how you want to be treated, and also it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, son. I can guarantee you you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone, and we'll see you next week on the newest episode of X-Vlog Live. Yeah.